Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we hope to inspire you to dream big and push past your fear, empower you to take charge of your own life, and challenge you to be the most authentic self you can be. the Simply Authentic Podcast. I'm Tanya Murfin. And I'm Angie Mullings. And we're here today with a guest. We're very excited to have Lori Robertson with us. She is the owner of Speaker Coach. And we're just going to let Lori tell about herself a little bit and then we're going to talk. Ah, oh, thanks. It's so great to be here yes, with both thank you of for you. Coming. I'm a big fan of you both and the podcast. So thank you. It's delightful to have a conversation with you. I, um, I'm a speaker and a speaker coach. And I speak mostly to professional audiences, typically about leadership communication, storytelling, personal branding. Okay. And on the coaching side, the reason my business is Speak Her Coach, I am focused on helping professional women, typically okay. business owners, executive level leaders, raise their visibility and, and grow their businesses and their results, maximize their impact through speaking. Um, my my most notable background is that I spent 10 years producing a large-scale live event tour called Women of Faith. We toured okay. 28 or 30 NBA and NHL arenas around the country each year. And at our peak, our average attendance was 14,000. So mm -hmm. background in, in creating large-scale experiences. And one of the most noteworthy things that happened during that time, um, about halfway through my time at Women of Faith, I was asked to consider emceeing the event. So I have what I believe is a really unique experience of going from really no public speaking background, uh -huh. uh, except a really awkward class in college. <laughs> you may have, I mean, you may remember that class too. Um, and the first weekend I hosted the event, there were 6,000 in the room and then 16,000 the next weekend. Wow. So quickly I had to learn how to overcome the fear of speaking and, and how how I might develop confidence so that mm -hmm. I can have a better time. Because as the MC, you're the host of the party. Right. And the better time you have, yeah. you help everyone in the room have a better time. Right. So that, um, that's really the genesis of my focus on speaking and, and helping more women communicate more confidently. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you will recall in episode two of our podcast, we talked about the why behind the Simply Authentic. And let's talk about how we all met and your being instrumental in us getting this off the ground. Yeah. So we have a, we all have a common friend, a friend in common, um, Barth. He's, you know, Barth Breaker. He's, he's a genuine connector. I, yes. I think everyone needs somebody gift. like, it, it is, it's it gift. is truly a gift. I think everyone needs someone like that in their life because, you know, he, he's that guy that if you say, I want to learn how to skydive. I got a guy. I got a guy <laughs> yeah. who can help you with that. You yeah. know, or if you want to say, I need to learn how to speak more professionally, I got just the person for you. So yeah. he was, he's really the catalyst that what brought us all together. Mm -hmm. And that's kind mm -hmm. of how we met. Yeah. But then, um, you know, Tanya brought us all together in January of last year. Right. We were, we were all friends, but we had, had not had too many, if any, times that we were three, all three of us together. Right. Yeah. You and I would right. meet, you and she would meet, yep. and we might see each other at something here or there, but we we just, we had never all been in the same place. And I felt very, 
driven to get us all in the same place for all of us to have a conversation together. And it was more so about goals and beginning the new year outright. And I always get very fired up myself with a new year and I've already got all these goals written down and, you know, I am headed forward into that new year (laughs) to hit all those goals. So when we met in January of this year Mm -hmm. and had breakfast, Angie and I just started talking and we all started sharing just what was going on in our lives and, and some of our goals. And you saw something in us that that morning that I would like to touch on for just a minute to see if you remember what you saw and why you suggested we do something about it. Yeah, I what I remember from that conversation and and really every conversation I've had with the two of you separately and together, you've both created successful businesses you know the world of real estate inside and out. Mm -hmm. You've also learned a whole lot about leadership and life along the way. Right. You're both absolutely driven by your desire to be servant leaders, to develop the people around you, Mm -hmm. to share what you've learned along the way and help other people along because you're both really quick to credit the people who mentored you and encouraged you along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, and also the two of you obviously have great chemistry and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you take a wealth of knowledge and ex- experience and expertise and you pair it with a real desire to serve and help others, and you've got this great chemistry together, mm-hmm. it just made all the sense in the world that you would put your minds and hearts together and create something mm-hmm. that was meaningful to the two of you, but a gift to help everyone else along. And yeah. so here we are. Here we are. <laughs> here, we are. here we are at this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, um, one of the best things I think about you, Lori, is you have this, um, this superpower and you can take some somebody and mm-hmm. and look at them and listen to them and you just start throwing out ideas this this brainstorming type of situation seems to be a, a place where you thrive mm-hmm. and you were throwing out ideas and and i think we were a little bit negative nancy towards you a little bit just because we're <laughs> like we're two brokers we can't do anything together that's not hard up nobody does that in our business Are right that's right right yeah. so when you have someone who is you you see because we've we've just we were having a conversation before we started here about we're being our own worst critics uh-huh. and not yeah. recognizing the gifts that we have and and the knowledge that we have so when you're sitting down with people that you see things in that they don't see in themselves and they're kind of being, eh, I can't do that or I, you know, what, what, how do you approach that? What's your, what's your answer to that? Um, you know, we, as women especially, my experience is that we are so quick to undervalue what's in our in ourselves, what mm-hmm. we have to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but most women are very quick to recognize and honor and celebrate magic in someone else. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when I, whether I'm helping someone put a message together or 
brainstorming business ideas, which I, I love. Mm-hmm. I love creating impact and I love making money. And when you can do them both together, I just think, you you know, you've won the lottery. Yeah. Right. And, um, but one of the things I think I am good at is seeing connections and recognizing patterns hmm. and also looking for possibilities and how we can take what's here and make more of it. Have you ever done um, StrengthsFinder? Like yes. the, the assessment, yes. the StrengthsFinder yeah. assessment? Mm-mm. And one of mine is Maximizer. And okay. that is, you know, mm-hmm. taking what's here and how can we how can we make more of it? How can we create more impact with the resources we have? How can we work smarter, not harder? Right. How can we help more people in less time? Yeah. Right. And so um, it's just, it's the it's the way I um I look at things, but I especially love recognizing possibilities and opportunities in other women and doing all I can to convince them of (laughs) what's there. Yeah. Yeah. And you needed to because unfortunately, sometimes we get stuck in our in what has happened before. And and I remember specifically us saying to you, we can't do that. That won't work in our situation because mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. You don't have two brokers that come together and, and work together because we're we're in competing firms and we just that just won't happen. And then by the end of the conversation we were thinking, well yeah it could. We get so stuck in the way things have always been done mm-hmm. or and I don't think I'm that person. I not right. I'm not that person who says we can't do that because because we've never done it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person. But that morning, I felt like that's what we were saying to you, mm-hmm. is that we, we couldn't do it because that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Is that how you felt yeah. about that? I think we also didn't, we didn't show up to that meeting expecting you to look at us and say, I hear you saying this, and I hear you saying this. Why don't you do something together? Why can't you get your two minds together and work on something bigger, maybe, than what you both have in mind? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you and I, Angie, could have done that on our own. No. <laughs> because <laughs> because we're, um, we're friends and we're associates working for different brokerages, we we, our leadership journey just has kept us maybe in a bubble of its own, you know? Mm-hmm. So your superpower really being able to hear people. I think mm-hmm. you hear differently than I hear. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift that you are given because you can hear two people kind of commiserating together that morning. But then we were talking about our goals and wanting big things and seeing big things and you are able to almost like put a pin on it and mm-hmm. go, well, you could do this and you could do this and you could do this. And mm-hmm. that is my experience with you, just us becoming friends and you sharing. I talk for a while and you sit and listen <laughs> and then you say, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it always makes me see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is a gift. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with with women primarily, mm-hmm. is it easy for you to find their gift and point it out to them? So let me ask it a different way. So if I came into you and I said, Lori, I want to be a coach. I want to be some sort of a coach and I want and I my primary 
job is real estate. Maybe it's that, maybe it's something else. Mm -hmm. Is it easy for you to see that maybe that doesn't align with that person like they want it to, but you see other strengths in them that you're able to pull out and say, maybe your ideas are better suited and your energy and your Mm -hmm. focus is better Mm -hmm. suited for this. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're, do you see that? Sometimes, especially, you know, most of the, a lot of the women I'm working with want to put together a message they can use right. on stages, on uh, podcast interviews, mm-hmm. in their social, you know, just building their personal brand mm-hmm. to help them get toward whatever their goal is in their career, in their business. And um, there's a framework I use when it, because women especially, we undervalue, we don't see our gifts sometimes. Right. It's hard to look at a at a career filled with learning opportunities, with successes, with failures, with lessons, and mm-hmm. and narrow down to what exactly it is that you want to share. Sure. Yes. that's in alignment right. with your brand and mm-hmm. um, draws the people you want to work with mm-hmm. and uh, helps them with the things you want to help them with. And there's a a little four part framework that I suggest where you look at you know, where, what you're good at, what you have success in, mm-hmm. what lights you up, mm-hmm. what other people need, and what other people will pay for, meaning mm-hmm. they know they need it and they're willing to invest in it. Yeah. And looking for the cross sec- section there, because I might be super passionate about, you know, knitting hats for the preemies in the nursery, but that doesn't mean other people want to learn how to knit preemie hats from mm-hmm. me, but there's something that that intersects with what I have success in, what I care about, what other people need, and they know they need enough to pay for that right. really helps point you to your sweet spot. Okay. That's good. That is really good. Yeah. And having framework to figure that out with mm-hmm. a person, that's a good starting point. Yes. Sounds yes. Like. Well, especially it's just hard to you know, I've heard it said it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. Mm-hmm. And as high-performing, experienced, successful professional women, you you live in a very big bottle with a label with a lot of words on it. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to sort through all of that in a vacuum, just in your own head, mm-hmm. where you're limited by those preconceived notions and also by the stories you tell yourself. But right. when somebody else says to you, but what about that? Mm-hmm. Or wait a second, why would you think that? Wait a second, why? what makes you so sure two brokers from different companies can't work together? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now look at the two of you, and somebody else out there now is not thinking two brokers from different companies can't work together because they see it. Yeah. Right? They see that actually it is possible. Yeah. And so it's just it, someone else to reflect back to you and maybe offer up different possibilities, different ideas, different perspectives can really both widen and narrow mm-hmm. what you're trying to do in ways that can help you, you know, go farther, faster. Yeah. Yeah. So in your speaking journey, in your um, coaching, you're not only taking people and teaching them how to speak on stage. Mm-hmm. You're not just solely focused on, I'm going to train keynote speakers or whatever, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people need to learn how to speak better in just their everyday life when they're leading a team when they're Mm -hmm. so 
talk to us about how how you created Speaker Coach and, and mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. The you know the thing is that very few people and especially very few women would raise their hands if you said, would you like to be a speaker? Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily, it's some people's dream, mm-hmm. but it's not everyone's dream. But you have to be able to communicate well in the job interview, in the client mm-hmm. presentation, in the, the conversation with a coworker or with a um, with an employee, mm-hmm. you you have to be able to communicate. If you right. can communicate well, you are seen as a leader and you're given leadership opportunities. If you right. can't communicate well, it doesn't matter how great your ideas are, how mm-hmm. insightful you are. So it's true. like standing on the you know standing in a soundproof room. Yeah, there may be brilliance in there, but no one else no one else hears it. Right. And so if you're thinking of, if public speaking makes you think of stages, it's, you know, you're, you're off track to begin with because mm-hmm. it's really not about that. It can be about that. Mm-hmm. And, but the great thing is when you are able to dial into the magic you have, the message you have to share, to share based on your experience, the lessons you've lived, the stories you've lived along the way, you can share that in team meetings, you can share it in your on your blog, you can share it on your podcast, you can share it on the stage, you can share it on a panel. Sure. Yeah. It just helps you dial into who you are and what you're about and what you have to offer the world. Yeah. And that ideally is the building block for your personal brand, for the business you're growing, for the career you're creating. Mm-hmm. And so that's my that's what fires me up is yeah. helping helping women um dial into that. I, You asked kind of how I got to uh-huh. the speaker coaching world. And so I mentioned that I spent 10 years producing these large-scale events for women. Uh-huh. And if I learned nothing else, I learned the power of words and stories and women coming together uh-huh. to support and encourage and inspire and challenge and teach each other. Uh-huh. And um, after I left Women of Faith, I had the opportunity to do some consulting with another ministry, and they asked me to emcee their events. And it was also a women's tour called Women of Joy. And I emceed those events up until COVID, when things kind of changed, mm-hmm. you know, in the live event world. Right. But the interesting thing was, when you produce events or when you're a speaker, your your focus has to be the person in the audience. You're creating events for the person in the seat, and right. that's as it should be. And I mm-hmm. always have maintained focus on that person. Mm -hmm. But for some reason in 2019, not knowing I would have a little more free time the following year, I, I felt like my perspective broadened to where I was looking at the person on the stage differently. And I had hired speakers, trained speakers, helped them with their messages. I mean, speakers were my people, Mm -hmm. but for some reason I suddenly looked at it differently and recognized the magic it is when you walk in front of 10 people or 10,000 people and you share out of yourself, out of your lessons, your stories, your insights in a way that helps everyone in the room and their circles, but it's also one of the coolest ways for you to walk into your unique purpose that I have ever seen. Mm Your perspective is something only you can share. Your experience, as unique as your fingerprints, your values and your vibe and your personality, 
the filter, you share that. Mm-hmm. Only you can, only you can do it. And so um, I just, I, as soon as I saw it that way, I just kind of felt like I had this calling mm-hmm. to help more women recognize the message inside them and get some clarity and confidence around it that would empower them to share it, mm-hmm. to share it more often. We all know dozens of incredible, accomplished, successful, amazing women who, if you're asked to give a keynote or speak on the panel or be interviewed, they say no thank you mm-hmm. because they think, I'm not an expert and I, somebody there's somebody better to do mm-hmm. it. I might mess it up. And it it is unfortunate that great women say no thank you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I just want to help more women say yes. So... How do you teach confidence to women to tell mm-hmm. their story more often and to do it with confidence? So mm-hmm. I get really nervous when I have to speak in front of people. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I'm able to calm those fears a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, by talking to myself and working through things. But it it always makes me very nervous. Mm-hmm. So the people who are, but, I, but I'll do it, right? Mm-hmm. Angie and I did an mm-hmm. event here recently, and mm-hmm. I know that I'm doing that. I just get really nervous beforehand. Yeah. So how do you make women want to tell their story and get past that fear, fight past that fear to be able to talk? And it might not be standing in front of a crowd of 100 people. Mm-hmm. It might be in a small group at church. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could be at your ladies' night that you go play Bunko and you feel led to tell a story. Mm-hmm. How do we get past that? Yeah. I So this is what I had to learn really fast when I went from no public speaking to stepping on the stage every single weekend in yeah. front of thousands. Yeah. And um, and one of my, I mentioned StrengthsFinder earlier, one of my others is learner, which means I love, I love to learn just for the sake of learning. Mm-hmm. So One thing I'm good at is digging in and learning whatever it is we need to know more about. And the first thing I wanted to know was what is happening that I feel like I want to throw up. I had a sweating problem. I I know different people feel this physical (laughs) symptoms different ways. I had like a pathological sweating problem, so much so that I had to wear shoes I could slip off my feet sweat so bad I know it's weird as hell but I'm just saying that's what it was my feet sweat so bad I had to wear shoes I could slip off because right before my turn to go up I would have to take my shoes off dry my feet on the rug put my shoes back on and go and and I wanted to know like what is what is happening and how do I fix it right and and that's you know the physical the physical fear and the the thing is that Here's the great, the great news is it's, it is biological. We all have it. It's that fear of rejection inside of us that you're the, the subconscious, you know, not evolved part of us that senses danger and is like sounding the alarm, sounding the alarm. This is not a good idea, Mm -hmm. but our brains don't do a great job of telling the difference between a man in the alley with a knife and the fear of walking up right. and talking in front yeah. of people. Yeah. So it's it's taking a minute and and honestly breathing is mm-hmm. the most effective way to yeah. sort of calm yourself because you don't breathe calmly if there's a man in the alley with a knife. Right? You just mm-hmm. don't. Right. So you can tell your body in a way your body understands mm-hmm. that it it's really okay. The other thing is that helps 
when you go into that alarm mode, we get it's fight or flight. And so your mm-hmm. body floods all your oxygen to your extremities to prepare you to run away or to, you know, fight, fight. for your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which the problem is then your blood is not at your brain. It's not in your stomach. <laughs> it is not in your lungs. And you're just freaking out. Yeah. But when you, when you just take a minute and breathe, mm-hmm. it helps reset your body. And in fact, I heard um, Dr. Daniel Amen, he's like a brain science guy. Mm-hmm. I heard him on a podcast not that long ago say that scientists have confirmed that if you exhale twice as long as you inhale, mm-hmm. it actually resets that parasympathetic nervous mm-hmm. system. And he even said, by doing that, you could uh, release a panic attack in under two minutes, which I think is a really strong statement. Mm-hmm. And so if it if you can set yourself free of a panic attack, you can definitely sure. settle down yes. and yes. focus, you know, yes. refocus yeah. so that you can do what you need to do yeah. when you need to step in front of the team at the meeting. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, so I think recognizing what's happening, yeah. it's, it's the same for all of us yes. to different degrees. Yes. We can control it. Um, also, I found that we are very rarely afraid of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not usually the man in the alley with a knife. Right. It is usually we are we are remembering something from the past that makes us afraid, mm-hmm. like the time that you know you stood up to read in front of the class in second grade and everybody left, mm-hmm. and we're still we're still carrying that. Right. Or we are thinking toward the future and imagining this is going to go bad. Right. It's very rarely what's in the moment, and so. That breathing, and you can, you know, that can kind of help center you. Two other things I've found. One is, um, these are things, well, actually, here's three things, that other people can't see you doing. Okay. Which I think is an added benefit. Right. Um, One (laughs) is, you can kind of scrunch your toes in your shoes. Mm -hmm. Again, it just gets you in your body. Okay. Out of your head, Mm -hmm. in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, One is, um, so my, not only would my feet sweat, but my legs would start shaking. And I, I'm sure it's the flood of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And if you, like hard as you can, clench like your thigh and your butt muscles, like your big muscle groups, just like hard as you can, let go. Hard as you can, let go. Hard as you can. It it floods that blood back out. Mm-hmm. And again, takes you out of your head and into your, into your body. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, third thing, same kind of principle. I was talking to a woman who is a therapist. She wasn't therapying me at the time. I'm not saying I didn't need it. It was just conversation. <laughs> but she, we were talking about something, and I was saying something I was worried about. And she said to me, one of the weirdest things I've ever heard, but it worked. She said, okay, um, can you uh, tuck in your tummy and clench your bottom and now tell me what you're worried about? <laughs> and, and, and guess what? Let's all try that. Let's do that. <laughs> and guess what? I couldn't. Because yeah. again, like you just get out of your yeah. own dang head yes. and get yourself into your physical body, which is in this moment, mm-hmm. not in that past moment you're afraid of, not yeah. in the future moment you're worried right. about, but get yourself in this moment yeah. and and get over yourself yeah. and, mm-hmm. and look at the people in front of you that you are here to serve yeah. mm-hmm. and just go for it. We yeah. all feel the fear. Yeah. Do yeah. what you can to manage it yeah. and go for it because... The number one way to cultivate confidence is through competence, like getting your reps in. Mm-hmm. And the more you do the thing mm-hmm. you're afraid of, the more you do the thing you want to get more confidence doing, and you get a record of success behind you or just a record of survival, mm-hmm. 
you you know that you know that like this is not my favorite. I hate this, but I'm going to do it. Okay, that worked. Okay, this is not my favorite, but I'm going to do it. Okay, that worked. Okay, this is not so horrible. I'm going to do it. Okay, that worked. Then next thing you know, you're stepping in front of a large scale group at a national conference and you're saying, this is my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I love helping and serving in this way. Mm-hmm. It's but, but you could never do that if you hadn't started here right. when, you, when you were scared to death. Yeah. But you still stood up and opened your mouth. Okay. I love that. And yeah. those are all tangible things almost. Absolutely. Right? That yeah. we all yeah. can do mm-hmm. in preparation for the speech or the yeah. being in front of the group or yeah. or just, you know, needing mm-hmm. to say something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get really nervous mm-hmm. just because you want to say something. Yep. Yeah. And you should always say it, but yeah. sometimes we don't. You know, um have you Mel Robbins has a book called The Five Second Rule based on, you know, she had a TED Talk that went viral where she shared sort of this thing that to her was just kind of a throwaway at the end and then people really attached to it. And it was this five second rule where the thing that you're afraid to do, the thing you don't really want to do, you count down five, four, three, two, one, Mm -hmm. and you go. Mm -hmm. And it interrupts that pattern in your head that's Mm -hmm. telling you, I don't want to really, I really don't want to get up. I really don't want to say this. I really, you know, mm-hmm. something bad might happen. It just interrupts that pattern and you five, four, three, two, one, and you take mm-hmm. a step, you do the thing. And it really does kind of set us free of yeah. that. Almost like I've been in moments like you need to st- speak up in a meeting mm-hmm. and it's almost like paralysis. It is. You are just mm-hmm. sitting there, there. knowing mm-hmm. you need to say and something your heart feels like or in a, or even in conversation. Chest. Yes. And you, you know, like something inside you has got to be said, but there, it's right. just like someone has glued your mouth closed right. <laughs> and it's just that it's all those, you know, crazy thoughts just out of hand. And, and I'm sure, you know, some of that fight or flight is sure. firing up. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, that five second rule, super simple. It's great. But it really does interrupt whatever is going on in our heads that's causing that paralysis moment yeah. and mm-hmm. lets you just move mm-hmm. forward. And, I go to the yoga breath. Yeah. Mm, Right? Because Mm -hmm. when you haven't been to a yoga class before and you go for the first time and you Mm -hmm. start your practice Mm -hmm. and the breathing seems ridiculous, Mm -hmm. right? You're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can't breathe like that. And I can't, you know, why are they, what, this is so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But when you accept it Uh and you understand it, you can't wait to get in there and start breathing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Because yes. you know your whole body is going to relax yeah. and you're going to be able to do your practice better because mm-hmm. you're in a certain mindset and state. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. The um, the other thing I would say that's huge, and you asked about developing confidence. Mm-hmm. And once I... Like I said, once I learned to kind of manage the fear and and the mindset kind of stuff, I mm-hmm. really wanted, I you know, I wanted to do great at it. I wanted mm-hmm. to do great at it for the people who trusted me with it, for the people in the room. And one of the other big drivers of of confidence, especially for women like us, is clarity. We, you know, our brains don't want to move into mm-hmm. a fog anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, a confused mind says no. We know that is true. And when you're a high-performing professional woman, we don't like screwing things up. Right. We don't like missing the mark. Right. So we are most comfortable moving forward when we know what we're doing. And when I'm working with a woman to put a message together, her first question is always, what on earth would I talk about? 
Mm-hmm. And then once we kind of dial in on, you know, what her goals are, who she wants to talk to, who she wants to help, what her what she might want to tell them, then we start talking about the the main points, the stories, the parts and pieces. And as that framework, as that outline comes together, she gets more clarity around it. Mm-hmm. And she gets a lot more excited about the process. For sure. Because she's she's sold now. Yeah. She wasn't sure before, but now she's sold. Right. And part of what she's also sold on is her commitment to make a difference for someone else, to pay it forward, mm-hmm. to share what she's learned to help someone else along the way. Mm-hmm. And as she gets clarity around what is that message I can use out of my own experience to help someone else, then she really gets fired up because yeah. then she can see it. Yeah. She knows, okay, I really do have fabulous insights that I've learned, some of them the hard, ugly right. way, that I can share to help someone else with the struggle they're facing or the challenge that's around the corner. Right. So yeah. clarity is a big part of it mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. And that develops confidence. It does. Right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely does. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to segue into 417 Magazine here. Yeah. So you were hired to do mm-hmm. something for them, and this mm-hmm. was promoted and announced at the women's event that they put on in the summer. Help mm-hmm. me out with the name. Ladies Who Launch. Ladies Who Launch. Yep. So tell us what you were hired to do and how that has went. Yeah. So we're so I'm partnering with 417 Magazine for a program called Remarkable this fall. And essentially... Okay. Um, we all know 417 puts on incredible events each yes. year. And through their Biz 417 brand, they have Ladies Who Launch, which is the, the women's business-focused event in the summer. Mm-hmm. They have Think Summit, which is kind of TED Talks for our area right. in the spring. And as Logan Aguirre, our friend and the publisher, she uh, she wants more women reputation on the, or representation on those stages. But again, going back to, we all know incredible women who say no if they're asked or certainly don't raise their hands. Mm-hmm. And so Logan had the vision of partnering on a program to help a small group of local business women craft 15-minute messages. And so that's that's the tangible goal of this training program we're doing right now. The side benefit of that is that we're learning a process and principles to help with any message that that these women would want to share. Um, and we are, so we had the fourth session this week. There are two sessions left. The sixth one is when they will all share their 15-minute talks. And we've got women from banking. We've got women from um, law, the law, law enforcement, mm-hmm. tech, um, sports, healthcare, a, a, a great cross-section of different industries represented, different experience levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the opportunity to work with most of them in a one-on-one to really dig into their own particular message, their own particular experience and expertise. And these women, they could they could do a dozen messages out of the expertise they have, mm-hmm. the stories they have to share, the insights they've learned. And so one of the things I'm super excited about helping more women recognize those messages that they can use to, 
to create impact, to build their personal brands, to level up in their career or their business, but also for them to have the opportunity to see in themselves shareable wisdom Mm -hmm. and impactful experience and expertise that other people in their industry, other people in the community, other people in leadership want to know. So it's, so interesting. Um, it's, yeah. it's been a really cool experience and yeah. um, I can't wait to hear their messages uh, in a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. And will awesome. that be shared? What kind of platform will that be shared on? Is it just between this group it of is, women? It is. Yeah. It's okay. just between, it is. We are going to a place with a stage mm-hmm. and we'll take some photos for them and possibly record um, their own messages just for them. And then if they want to share them, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. But, um, but it's not something that will be broadcast. Sure. It's, it's more of a, um, it's more of a circle of trust kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it just is, it's a cool opportunity to help more women in our own community. Yeah recognize the magic inside them and step up and speak up Mm -hmm. in a way that helps them and helps all the rest of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I love that. I love it too. It's a, that's a great idea. Kudos to Logan for Mm -hmm. wanting to do that, for, for having the vision to do that. Right. So as we're going into 2024, we're in 2024 now. Um, what, what are the plans for you for this year? I am, I'm leaning in to cultivate more speaking opportunities myself. I, I focus a ton on coaching and I love coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love speaking to groups, whether that's large groups in keynotes about leadership communication, leading with story, uh, building your personal brand and the value of doing that. Um, but also uh, training with women's leadership development programs, small groups of women, Um, I love, you know, the beauty of one-on-one coaching is that it's really all about you Mm -hmm. and we get to focus on your goals, your needs, your timeline, your challenges. Mm -hmm. That's all super helpful. And it can be a great way to go fast. There's also beauty of learning in a small group with other people who are doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. who are on the same path because someone else asks the question that you didn't know to ask. Right. You sort of see something reflected in your own situation as someone is coaching this person. Right. And um, so there's just something really cool about that dynamic. Also because one of the other things that builds confidence is community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when yeah. you're in community with other people on the same journey you're on, right. you know, we can borrow confidence from each other and sure, borrow right. courage from each other. Right, yeah. Uh, as you're building your own. And yeah. so there's something magical about that as well, just like this remarkable group yeah. of women in the Remarkable program. Yeah. It's, it is, um, they they are learning alongside one another. They are encouraging one another. Um, and they are, um, they're learning from each other as they learn together. Yeah. And there's a, something really cool about that dynamic. For and sure. the energy. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine mm-hmm. the energy that's in that room whenever yes. it all starts to come together. Yes. That's what I love about those small group Absolutely. situations. Especially, you know, as, I mean, anytime we're in a small group at first, everyone's kind of quiet mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't know one another yet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people won't necessarily speak up. But as we've as we've met four times now mm-hmm. and the conversation 
gets richer, uh, gets more raucous part of the time. Yeah, it's sure. you know we we get comfortable with one another and um, and there's a lot more interaction yeah. there too, which yeah. is valuable. That's part of the value Absolutely. of being in a group like that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. cool. Well, as we start to wrap up, we like to ask all of our guests if they have an interesting or funny or odd real estate story. Yeah. I So we, uh, my family and I have lived in the Springfield, Missouri area for 11 years now. We moved here in 2012 after having lived in the Dallas area for a decade or so. And um, while we lived in Dallas, my husband's parents live here and his mm-hmm. brother and uh, his family live here. And Every year in the summer, we would come for a week and we would we would kayak and we would do the lake and we would do the things. And every year around the holidays, we would come and we would go to Silver Dollar City and we would do all the things. And no kidding, on the way home, every single time, I would be sitting in the car for eight hours with my laptop and I would be like looking for jobs here. Hmm. Like it just, it it just was always our place. Right. And so I changed jobs at the end of, uh, of 2011, first of 2012 and was freelancing. And so really we could kind of live wherever. Mm-hmm. And so we put our house on the market and truly like somebody had, had wanted our house and we didn't mm-hmm. know, and they saw the sign and uh-huh. that just was. And so, but the interesting thing was here in the Springfield area, there wasn't a lot of building going on at the time. Uh-huh. Um, there wasn't a ton of, uh, of of newish things to look at, and um, and so my husband came up and was looking at houses while I was back in Dallas with our son, who was in elementary school at the time. Uh-huh. And um, Scott looked at thirty eight houses. That's he looked a, at thirty eight houses. That's a lot, houses. Lori. It, well, yeah. I can tell it's you, Scott lot. thought it was a lot, <laughs> and he saw a lot of stuff. You know, good, bad, and ugly. Right. He oh, saw yeah. a lot. He saw a lot. And um, but here's here's the the moral of the story. Even in all of that, we ended up buying the house that we still live in now. Yeah. That is so perfect for us and our family that we may never leave. And if we do, our son would like to keep the house. That's and cool. It it just. Uh, Things really do have a way of working out mm-hmm. the way they are supposed to. Yes, they do. And often all of our stressing and fretting, especially as, you know, competent women. Yes. We can sure stress and, and fret <laughs> we sure to can, death. We can do it. Um, and yet things have a way of working out yeah, the way yeah. they're supposed to. So yeah. that's my that's my story and my encouragement for anyone who's looking at their 37th house. <laughs> That's great. That's a great story. I love it. And honestly, we could go on and on. We we really enjoy having you. And yes. we're very grateful to you because it very might not so. have happened without right. you. So we're very, very thankful. And thankful to Gershwin Mortgage for letting us record in their studio. So take care and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.